Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now the following is a fourth hand production Elijah, are you ready to bring on the fear? Whoa. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm pretty ready for this. How about you? Oh, yeah. I've been doing, you know, enough research. that This isn't just going to be a straight-up list of weird phobias. There's going to be a little bit of information in here somewhere. Oh, really? Yep. I just had a list. It's just straight-up <laughs> list. You're like, hey, look at this silly phobia. Look at this dumb law. I mean, this is one of those, yeah, it's it's one of those easy ones where it's kind of like, kind of like, just like the laws were. Yeah, it's just, just a list and we're going to, I guess we should have a little bit of a disclaimer in here. I mean, some of these things really mess people up. So we're going to be making fun of it, sort of. We're not going to be making, I, we're going to have a good time at somebody else's expense. That's That's also wrong to say. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's kind of what we do. I mean, we're not we're not being malicious. No. Like, if somebody was straight up having a fit, just having an anxious, sweaty palms, and they're freaking out because they're looking at the color yellow, I'm going to consult them. Yeah. But but between you and me, that's that's silly. That's a goofy fear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's, there's some really goofy ones, but... I can't judge. Well, actually, let me say fear versus phobia. There's a difference. There is. I didn't know that. Yes. Well, tell me what you're drinking while I grab my notes. Well, I'm having a delicious Not Today Satan by Miss Pillion River Brewing. Oh, yeah. Not Today Satan. Oh, it's one of their best by far. One of their best beers. Reach Around is pretty good, too. Reach Around. Hey, who doesn't like one? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Satanophobia, which is the fear of Satan. I think a lot of people should have that, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. If you encounter Satan himself or a demon, you just straight up poop your pants. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah, you can poop your pants, I guess. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm having chocolate sunset porter. I don't know who the brewers are. But I got it from our local uh, bar, uh, Broken Axe, and it's dark, baby. Light, my light from my phone does not penetrate it. It's dark. This is a, the first time you've been able to get some new beer, right? Other than going to the grocery store, because you guys can buy beer at the grocery store, right? Yeah, we can buy buy, buy beer at the grocery store, but I, almost immediately, 
since the bar is also a restaurant, they were like, look, we'll, we'll still do the growlers and you guys just come and pick up the growlers and food if you want or just growlers. But I've got a whole growler of uh, Sunset Chocolate Porter. Sunset Chocolate, huh? Yep. I like it. It sounds to me like it should have some orangey flavor to it. Does it not? N- no. There's, if you're, if you're looking for the chocolate, you could probably taste a little chocolate in it. But there's no kind of citrus to it that I can taste. I guess I just think... Sunset, citrus, orangey. Yeah, I I can see that. Like Florida. I don't know. I don't know why I think that. But I don't... I haven't come to the point of dropping a piece of citrus into my porter yet. That's for other beers. You can just pour pour the uh, porter right down the drain if you want. Oh my goodness. No, you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. So the difference between a phobia and a fear, this is from HuffingtonPost.ca. Psychologists often make a distinction between fears and phobias. A fear is an emotional response to a real or perceived threat. A phobia is similar to a fear with one key difference. The anxiety they experience is so strong that it interferes with their quality of life and or their ability to function. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it affects the way you live? Yes. Like you, you will avoid situations to not cause this to happen. Like, I don't know, fear of the dark, which I don't know what that is. You would avoid situations to when you're in the dark. Or arachnophobia. You would totally avoid any space you would think there might be a spider. I'm afraid of spiders. I'm not... Deathly afraid of them, but if I'm picking up something, I'll look under. I'll tip it over first, and I'll look to make sure there's not a spider under there. See, I I think I would qualify that as like a a strong fear rather than a phobia. I mean, I see spiders. Peter's getting ready to attack, but if I see a spider in my house, I'll walk over. I'll kill it. Like I'm not so afraid that I need somebody else to do it. Yes. So that would be a phobia. Yeah, phobia would you would just freak out. You'd be like, "Oh, oh my god, you got to run out the house. You got to go get your neighbor to come and get the spider for you." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Pull up your skirt. Yeah. Hey, that's sexist, dude. <laughs> Unbelievable! I can't believe you. Ugh. <laughs> I know, right? See, I was thinking about that earlier too because my wife gets on me about freaking out about spiders, and I was like. Well, I do kill them, but I don't, like, play with them. If they're over there and they're not bothering me, I'm not going to... Well, if they're in the house, I'll probably kill them in the house. But if they're outside on the porch and I'm already doing something, I'm not going to drop what I'm doing to go over and smash it, or or I'm not going to drop what I'm doing to run away in fear. No, I, I have a healthy fear of them. See, that's what, that's my thought, is it's it's a rational fear, and I'm thinking that's because of the unknown. I'm not so into spiders that I know which ones are venomous and which ones are not. So I'm like, oh, screw it. They're all venomous. I'm not I'm not taking a chance. Right, yeah. You're likely, you're not going to die from a spider bite. Very likely. From a spider bite in North America, if you can seek medical attention soon enough, you're not going to die from a spider bite. And I assume most people in North America can well, maybe not North America. 
because that includes Mexico and Canada. I don't know. Like, I don't. True. I'm not saying. I'm. Not, I'm not really. I'm not bashing Canada, but I don't know how close their hospitals are to houses. You know what I mean? Same with the yeah. the U.S. I mean, you have parts of Montana. You got parts of Texas where there's a house, and you there's nothing for. I don't know what hundreds of miles probably. Right uh, now, at work. On that note, at work we have to do these uh, SSSP, uh, site safety something plan. Mm-hmm. So when we're out in, in remote areas, we have to have a map to the nearest hospital. Okay. Like it could be the nearest one could be just over the border of New York because we're at a, such a county far up, mm-hmm. or it could be, you know, twenty miles south or something. So we have a plan in the event. Some stuff goes down, and we're in a remote location. In Pennsylvania alone. Yeah, I mean, it's smart. Yeah, but I don't think a spider bite is... It's going to suck. The treatment and the recovery is going to suck. Yeah. If you get something heinous. Have you ever seen the pictures of somebody who got bit by a brown recluse? They're bad. They, I mean, they lit, They got a scoop... They basically, with an ice cream scoop scoop out all the tissue because it's just dead it just dies so then you have oh, this like God. crazy indent in whatever part of your body like if it bites you in the ass you're gonna have this giant ass dimple <laughs> see that's my level of fear it's not a phobia it's a fear i don't want to go through all that yeah but i'm not gonna lose my stuff i'm not gonna lose the contents of my butthole when a spider shows up i didn't say butthole <laughs> I'm in butt cheek. Like I have uh not a not it's not a fear of snakes, but when I see a snake I kinda jump back like whoa and then I have to assess like what kind of snake is that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can is it safe for me to grab it? Or should I I mean we don't really have snakes like that around here. I think I think they say we have copperheads around here, but I don't know. Uh Ophodiophobia? Ophiodiophobia? Oh, pheophobia. That's an easier way to say it. So either way, O-P-H-I-D-I-O or O-P-H-I-O phobia is the the abnormal fear of snakes. There's one for you. But it's like you said, it, you're not like, oh, my God, I, I'm losing my stuff. You just you're just petrified in fear over this thing. Right. You don't just shut down. So you have a healthy fear, not a phobia. It's like like it's instinct, you know, like. I'm sure the cavemen, when they saw a snake, they kind of, you know, they didn't yeah, exactly. see a snake and then just run and play with it. Like, you know, they didn't jump rope with it. <laughs> they grabbed it by the tail and bash it on a rock real quick. Yeah, they had to make sure it wasn't, I don't, I mean, I assume back then they knew, you know, the good ones and the bad ones. I might, might have taken them a minute. Well, I'm sure it did, just like berries and shit, you know. Like, well, hey, Gronk over there, Grog, Grog, he uh, he ate one of those berries. He died immediately, so uh, don't eat those. Uh, tuk Tuk, no eat berry. Yeah. But it looks just like a cherry. How do we know? Grunk, Grunk die. Eeny, meeny, money mo. <laughs> well, how about this phobia? This is called nomophobia. Nomophobia. Yeah. Uh, hey, all right, here's here's the other disclaimer. We're probably going to screw up the pronunciation of pretty much all of these. Probably. (laughs) 
I guarantee you I will mess up every single one. We're stupid white Americans, so we're going to pronounce these as phonetically as possible. Yeah. I think it's nomophobia. I don't know. But it is uh, the phobia. It's characterized by feelings of anxiety that arise from being out of phone's range of service. Not having one's phone, phone charged. Having no credit on one's phone or misplacing it. So the complete fear. It's a, no, a phobia. You're freaking out. Correct. Because you don't have a connection to the world from from your grasp of your hand. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know at what point does it really become a phobia. My phone is constantly on the charger. It's charging. Uh, when I'm at work, it's charging. It's My phone is always at... I say if it gets below 70, I'm like, whoa, shit. Oh, no. Oh, it, it's real now. But I don't know if that's because... I'm a father and a husband, so I need like I want my phone to be fully charged in case something happens. Someone needs to contact me. I gotta go rescue somebody. Yeah, because I don't know if I've always been like this, but I know I am now. I need that phone as close to a hundred percent as possible. For all I know, a solar flare could happen. Right, <laughs> solar storm, boom, and then my wife's phone's only at three percent. Because she doesn't charge, yeah, she doesn't charge it that much, you know, like I do. I don't know. I just I need it fully charged in preparation. I guess it's very rare that I leave my phone somewhere or forget my phone if I'm going somewhere. It's almost always in my left pocket. Left pocket. Yeah, left pocket. Right pockets for keys and change and stuff. Nah, left pockets for keys. I got a front wallet. It's in my left pocket. Look, now all the pit pocketers, they know. <laughs> How many front pockets do you have? I don't wear skinny jeans, motherfucker. <laughs> you got just a bunch of front pockets. I got, on my left, I got a front pocket. My front wallet goes in there and my keys go in there. Give me your front wallet. You got a back wallet? No, it's a, it's like a front pocket wallet. It's got, on one side, you put your cards in. The other side is like a money clip. So you got your cards and your money all exposed. What the? No, see, this is I'm at a level of phobia now. No, it's much smarter to put it in your front pocket than your back. You still got a back pocket wallet? I always have a back pocket wallet. My right butt cheek. That's where it's at. That's where mine used to be. You got to switch <laughs> it up, dude. You got to go front pocket. You'll love it. I don't, I don't know. I don't want all my stuff exposed. My ID, my cards, cash. They're in a slot like your wallet. It's My wallet is basically my purse. My man purse. Hmm. That stuff. I think you have a phobia of front wallets. <laughs> no, I have a uh, prejudice. Wow. I knew it. I knew you were. <laughs> uh, what else we got? So we were talking about the fear of yellow. That's xanthophobia. Sufferers of xanthophobia may fear anything yellow, including the sun, daffodils, and yellow paint. In its most aggressive form, xanthophobia symptoms may include an overwhelming fear of even the phrase yellow. This one blows my mind. You can't even say the word yellow? Yeah, the most aggressive form of it. You can't even say yellow. People just just lock up. They get anxious. Did you just say yellow? Mm. No, calm down. I said the sun is the color of hello. You know, I think I do have a phobia. Not yellow. But thinking of what you just said, 
You know when somebody like scrapes their fork on a plate and it does that like weird squeaky, almost like nails on a yeah. chalkboard? Yeah. Even talking about it gives me chills and it just, it, like I can think about it and it, it drives me insane. Is that? Would it be a phobia? I don't know. You're thinking, all you're doing is thinking about it and it's giving you. Like legit chills. Like I own, like I, I like. I tense up at just the thought of the sound. Huh. That, I don't know. That's like some sort of weird gray area. It, I don't know like, what fear of gray is, but. Almost like nails on a chalkboard. Like if, if I, oh, it's freaking me out right now. If I picture dragging my nails down a chalkboard, like right now I have goosebumps. I, it drives me insane. I think it's just weird shit like that. Like the weird squeaky, like. Now, okay. How about this? It, if you if you don't know it's happening if somebody is if you're in the room and you're completely distracted by something else and you don't notice it does it still get you yes 100% the the sound that messes me up you know those little the hologram things you can turn them this way and that way and it kind of makes the picture move oh yeah it's got yeah. the ridges yeah it's got the, all the ridges yeah if somebody runs their fingernail over that, they're like, uh, no, (laughs) that's one reason why I cannot play a guitar because all the strings are all rigid. Well, not all of them, like not all of them, but there's enough of them where I I need a ukulele or something. I actually like that sound. Oh no, 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 no. My son has a cool, uh, Spider-Man picture that my daughter picked out for him for Christmas and uh, it's, I don't know how big it is. It's a, like one foot by two foot. And it's one of those, like, when you move to different sides, he yeah. changes position. It's like what you're talking about. I love it. I just go up there and I just go up there. No, no, no. See, it's breaking me down right now. I don't know if it's the same kind of sound or feeling or what, but when it's cold outside... And I go to put on my coat, and for some reason the the zipper is cold or something, and it makes the same sound. Like it's a, it's smaller, smaller teeth in the zipper. It's a zzz sound. My body is already cold. My epidermis is already like on, just all tensed up. Then there's the zzz sound, and it's ah, mm, I gotta. That that freezes me in place. People are for you gotta sure. Give me a second. They're for sure listening <laughs> to this and saying. What the fuck? Unsubscribe, unsubscribe. <laughs> These guys are fucking weird. That's what we do. Well, All right, hit me with another one. This one kind of gets me. It's spectrophobia. And this one is the fear of mirrors and one's own reflection. The phobia tends to stem from a traumatic event involving mirrors, perhaps the fear of apparitions or ghosts being in the mirror, or low self-esteem related to one's physical appearance. Mine's not so much physical appearance, but I'm always, I don't know, I'm, I'm super nervous. Like, I'm driving that, because I go to work at 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, sure. You know, I, I get it's up early. I, yeah. So then I'm always afraid I'm going to, like, look in my rearview mirror and, I don't know, see the, the fucking devil or something. Like, in my backseat, like, ha, 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 you know. <laughs> Here we go. You've made it. Yeah. So, you know, it, 
I kind of get that. I I do. I really understand that one. Yeah, I understand that. Like I get that too. Every every once in a while, it's not it's not all the time. I know what you're talking about. That you're just it's yours all the time. No, not all the time. Like okay, so I'll give you uh, an example. I'll wake up in the morning. So I wake up at four. I don't I don't go to work at four. But I wake up at four o'clock in the morning. Then I go into the bathroom, and my wife she'll close the shower curtain which i can see through the mirror when i go in there it's for two reasons as soon as i go in there i open the shower curtain for one to make sure there's not a serial killer waiting for me to leave he's just in there eating all your lucky charms yeah ah cereal ah. <laughs> killing my cereals <laughs> And the other reason, I don't want to be there brushing my teeth and see like some kind of like little demon head poke out. That that's that's a big concern of mine. Just peeking around the curtain. Yeah, and I won't <laughs> I won't just open it partway to like peek in for the ser- I'll open it all the way because I'm afraid if I open it partway, I will see a head like kind of poke around, poke out from I'm a lunatic. You're going you're gonna to mess me up cuz I I'm the opposite. Because we have a little bit of a gap between the top of our tub and the wall. And it's not open to the basement, but there's a little, like, air that comes out. So I get all mad at anybody who gets a shower in the evening. I'm like, just close the curtain. Because when I get up, if I go in the bathroom, I don't want it to be freaking cold in there. Because mm-hmm. all the air is escaping around the tub. So if we close the curtain, it keeps all the cold air, like, in the tub. And then when I'm ready to get a hot shower, I'll turn the hot on. And let it warm up just a second before I get in there. But I'm like, I I get mad at anybody who doesn't close the curtain because it's cold in the bathroom when I get in there. I'd be more afraid of taking a shower and seeing somebody's eyes peering through that little gap from your basement. It's not that open. Oh. There's not going to be any eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, good lord, how big is this gap? <laughs> it's just enough for some cold air to flow through, and it makes the tub cold. It's not it's not insulated around the bottom of the tub. Mm. That's how old this house is. I say you tear it down and build new. The whole house. (laughs) Yeah. The one you just bought. (laughs) Working on buying. And uh, we just paid the water bill. And we put, uh, since we use the heating oil for hot water too, we've had to put heating oil in twice. One, One time. Well, no, I guess it was the same price both times. But we didn't realize how big the tank was until we bought it ourselves. There's expenses with the house that I wasn't ready for yet. <laughs> It'll catch you off guard. That's for sure. Yes. Yes. Oh, so getting back to your waking up, doing stuff in the dark, and the mirror stuff. It doesn't happen to me all the time, but every once in a while, I don't think, I don't know if I have a bad dream. Because I don't remember dreams at this point. Maybe, maybe it is a bad dream or the... The result of a bad dream but every once in a while I'll get up and I'm like on high alert I'm like there's something weird and I gotta look at all the corners I gotta look everywhere in the dark house my wife likes it real dark to sleep and real quiet to sleep except for the fan for white noise but every once in a while I just get this weird feeling that something's out there or if I take the dog out real late at night there's something in the dark and I don't know what it is yeah, I don't have, I don't have like a a fear of the dark. No, not but the dark itself, but stuff in the dark. The unknown. It, yeah, like 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have a, a, a fear of the dark, but I have to sleep with... The TV has to be on. I don't know if it's a noise thing or like a little bit of a light thing or if I feel like, okay, there's some action going on. Like the aliens are going to stay away. The ghosts aren't going to F with me. And, uh, you know, like the grinning So they're going to be distracted by the TV? The, the shadow people just wander into your room and they're like, oh, Sp- SpongeBob's on. Not SpongeBob. Ridiculousness. Ridiculousness is it's on all, I mean, again? He's it, like, I saw this one. I'm I'm eating your feet now, dude. I mean, ridiculousness is on almost every day, all day long. MTV too may as well just be called ridiculous TV. It, MTV period. MTV <laughs> is just always ridiculousness. I like the show. I think yeah, yeah sure. I think it's funny. But good lord, they don't have any other shows giving them ratings. Like ridiculousness must be killing it. I guess it's like America's Funniest Videos for, I don't know. Broken people. You call me broken? <laughs> My God. I would not be able to relax enough with the TV on. Yeah, I gotta have it. That's like a nervous tick. I don't think that's a fear. No, it's not a fear. It's just well, it's just your it's just your nature. You were saying how your wife has to have all dark, all silence, and I'm the complete opposite. So, like I need so we have a window unit air conditioner in our room. We have central AC, but we have a window unit AC in our room because it's got to be cold as fuck for me, dude. Okay, I guess I can understand the cold and so I have the, the white noise from the AC. We we have a box fan for white noise. Yeah, we, so we have the ceiling fan going. We have the window unit AC going. We have the TV going. Lord, how how many blankets do you have? Well, we have a sheet, we have a quilt, and we have a comforter. It's basically like a a large weighted blanket on us. And you just like burrow into it. I know I would. If it's like, hmm, that's cold. See, I I like grab the blanket and just like throw it up over me. I I like to be able to like (laughs) really cover up, but I can't do it unless it's like 60 fucking degrees in the room. Okay. That makes sense. Like, if you were super bundled up like that, you need that weight of that blanket. Like, you need that support. I need the cold. To relax. Well, if it was hot, you're not going to be able to put four pounds of blanket on you. That's what I'm saying. Or 30 pounds of blanket. Yeah. If you put that much blanket on you, you just die of exhaustion. That's a whole other phobia. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what it is. Exhaustophobia. I don't know. Well... There is a fear of sleep, but we'll tell you what that is after the break. But the first one we're going to get you with after the break ties into Will's uh, basement shower gap. It's a very specific yeah. niche phobia. <laughs> it ties into it. So okay, we'll tell you about it after the break. Are you afraid of us coming back, or are you afraid of us not coming back? They should be afraid of us not coming back, because we're probably the best podcast. Ooh, it's a little bit. All right, I'll go. I'll do it. Pat on my back. Yeah, pat you on your back, too. Ooh, thank you. There we go. Yeah. (laughs) We weren't that good until last pod went to Spotify only. (laughs) <laughs> now that was the turning point yep once they went there we took their spot 
Not as, I mean, they weren't the best, but they were good. I mean, they weren't ranked the best. But they were good. I liked them. So you were talking about this uh, this shower thing, this gap. You know, every time you get in a shower, it's cold because it... There's this thing called ablutophobia. Ablutophobia? I don't know. I heard toe. Yeah, you had me a toe. Hey, some people are into that, you know? <laughs> um, That's an opposite of phobia. <laughs> Ablutophobia is the persistent fear of cleaning, washing, or bathing and occurs more in children and women than men. It is not a very common phobia. The the fear of bathing. Yeah. Like, you don't, you don't want to get a shower. You just lose your mind. I know my kids used to do that. My kids... Like, no, no shower. I really do find it's weird that it's more common in children and women than it is men. That is weird because I I guess stereotypically we want to go down that road. In my mind, maybe in yours too, women seem to be the cleanlier sex. Yeah. I mean, my wife has a, a whole face ritual before bed yeah that seems like a clean person like i don't know i don't want to put that much time into it i get in the shower i'm like oh it warms me up scrub a dub dub rinse off i'm done yeah i brush my teeth in the shower do you do that no no yeah dude no i gotta be able to see him what why see what i have no idea you get all the parts i know i i just well, I don't shower in the morning. Do you shower in the morning? Yes. Yeah, see, I wake up at 4, like I said, I wake up at 4 a.m. I sure as fuck don't want to shower. I wake up, I brush my teeth, deodorant, I go to work. I didn't hear anywhere in there where you said drop a deuce. Well, come on, dude. I didn't want to tell the people That's that. That's a given? <laughs> That's a given, yeah. It's a morning ritual. It's all part of the worship. Look. Get rid of Jamie Lee Curtis for Activia because <laughs> I have the secret. Just go in the morning every day and then your body is used to doing that. Make it a ritual. Yes, it's a thing. Like my body is acclimated to that. Even on the weekends when I want to sleep in, my bowels are like, no, it's time. <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> Like, oh shit. And I roll over him like, no, no, it's not. It's not. Yes, it's time. <laughs> you could put your diaper on Friday night. <laughs> well, it depends. Well, that was a good joke. <laughs> was it a joke? Yes, it was. Oh, okay. <laughs> Man, I don't know where to go from here because I have the fear of falling asleep and also have. What we're talking about showers and and all that. The inspiration for this topic was when we were at Easter with my in-laws. And my 13-year-old daughter said, is there a fear of bubbles? Because they were blowing blowing bubbles. And I'm like, that's a really good question. And that's really weird. Is there really a fear of bubbles? So I looked it up. And yes, the fear of bubbles is... Tripophobia or tripophobia, which actually it means fear of holes because bubbles look like holes. 
which I, I guess. A black hole? But a clear hole? Yeah, I guess depending on what background it is. So this article says, it's, from, it's actually from LiveScience.com. Some people are so afraid of snakes or spiders that the sight of these creatures makes their hearts race, their breathing speed up, and their palms sweat. But other people have similarly uncontrollable reactions to seeing clusters of bubbles. Their skin begins to crawl, they become nauseated, and they may even throw up. Could you imagine throwing up at the sight of bubbles? But it actually stems from like the fear of holes, which it's like a feeling of disgust. I think it's in this article someplace, but it's like boils on somebody or uh, like a disease, an infectious disease what kind of eats away at the skin or whatever, or like mold or something, parasites and smallpox and measles, that kind of thing. So even just the, the sight of bubbles makes them go into that that state where they're witnessing these holes in something else. Like you, you with that noise and I guess me with my noise, it just, you just see this thing and it just sets you off and it's, it just twists your mind. So they would really not like the brown recluse. If it puts that kind of hole in you? From the bite, it just kills all that tissue. That's, see, that's, that's weird alone. So they, they scoop away the dead skin? Is that what they're doing? Not just skin, dude. Tissue, muscle, anything. So that's that's actually the the portions that are dead, right? Yeah, it, it was destroyed by the spider's venom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, well, if you leave it in place, then it just turns in. This is going to get infected. So you, you got to scoop out the dead stuff. Well, infected or you die. <laughs> yeah, that's another fear, isn't it? Fear of death. Is that a phobia? It's it's got to be right. Yeah, uh, thanatophobia is the fear of death or dying. Thanato, death anxiety is anxiety caused by thoughts of death. One source defines death anxiety as a feeling of dread, apprehension, or solicitude when one thinks of the process of dying or ceasing to be. Ceasing to be, not ceasing. <laughs> ceasing to be. Uh, I'm here. <laughs> Quick, put a pencil in his mouth. <laughs> bring him back. Bring him back. It's like the Philadelphia experiment. He's seizing. He's he's flickering in and out. Grab him. Hold his limbs. Hold his limbs. <laughs> so the, the fear of death. I don't know. I don't want to die, but I don't think I'm at a level where I'm like, where I'm freaking out about it. I mean, doing this podcast, every other freaking topic we do is... Like, existential crisis. Yeah. I think we have a a healthy fear of dying. It's not irrational. It's not... I don't get anxiety over it. Maybe if I'm in... If I'm literally in a life or death situation, I might be a little apprehensive. Might get me. Might stop me. My tracks. I wonder how much of it goes to fight or flight. If somebody's like, I'm going to kill your wife and kids... Or I'm going to kill you. I'm the kind of person that would be like, nope, take me. Let them live. Yeah, I would 100%. Me too. Yeah. But then when you're in that situation, will you do it? We could we could say that all night long, but in, unless you're actually in that situation where there's a knife in your throat or there's a gun to your head, 
you're not going to know until you're actually in that situation, whether you can say, yep, yep, uh, that's what I'm going to do. Right. And uh, like I said, I, I told you I read that book 1984, first time I ever read it. Yeah. And uh, I guess towards the end, the one guy, the thought police had him and they were going to put this rat cage. He was deathly afraid of rats. They're going to put this rat cage on his head. And they opened a door and they were going to, you know, like, uh, oh shit, what was that fairly newer movie where they put the rats in a bucket on his stomach and heat it up? They just dig through. They try to find their way out. Was that Saw? No, it wasn't Saw. I, th- I forget what it was, but either way, they, they were going to put it on his head and they were like, basically, we're going to do this to you unless you can tell us somebody else. He said, do it to Julia, do it to Julia. And Julia was his girlfriend. Oh, he freaked out in that moment and he was done. He was, he snapped. He didn't want to die. So the first name he could think of was his girlfriend. And he basically told them to do that to her. Rip her flesh from her bones and do all that. Oh, man. But don't do it to me. I don't want to die. So unless you're faced with that issue, how do you know what you're going to do? Right. That's scary. I, could that be a phobia itself? The fear of not knowing what to do? Or I don't even know how to even remotely put a name to that. That's probably a phobia. I don't know what, what level it is. Like, I'm scared that I'm not going to do the right thing. I'm fear fearful of self-preservation. Mm. Fearful of not preserving others. Well, that wouldn't be self-preservation. Because you're trying to... Well, you're, pre- yeah. So you're not afraid of self-preservation. You're afraid that you're not going to do the right thing in, in the situation. How do you even put, how? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Let's lighten the mood a little bit. All right. With Iraqi, uh, I have no Arachophobia. clue. Arachibutyrophobia. Is that the, the fear of the Middle East or what? <laughs> <laughs> A-R-A-C-H-I-B-U-T-Y-R-O-phobia. Iraqi Budapest phobia. Okay, go on. Exactly. Uh, The extremely hard to pronounce phobia. Oh, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Really? The extremely hard to pronounce phobia is also an extremely inexplicable one. The fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of the mouth. It's very, very specific. As with all other phobias, the symptoms of whatever I said involve panic, dread, terror, anxiety, rapid heartbeat, and shortness of breath when the peanut butter is wedged on the roof of one's mouth. I mean, I don't appreciate the feeling, but I'm not going to lose my stuff over the feeling. No. I don't (laughs) like it. Yeah. I just deal with it. Like, you just take your tongue and you scrape it off, and you're like, well, there's still some there. Get some milk. You'll be all right. You got to get some good tongue skills, you know? <laughs> wife might appreciate that, too. Not just the wife. Significant other. How about we go with significant other? The spouse. Yeah, because ladies, hey, the husband might like that, too. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody appreciates a little, little tongue work in there. Hey, hey. <laughs> Here's one that's right up our alley, buddy. All right. Zithophobia or xythophobia. 
we prove that in pretty much every single episode that we have we do not have this fear the fear of beer no (laughs) no nope the number one reason why they have zithophobia is that beer contains alcohol which is an unhealthy stuff because beers are alcoholic beverages zithophobia is considered a branch of methophobia which is not a fear of methamphetamines by the way it's a fear of alcohol in general carol baskin <laughs> look here motherfucker we'll, we'll get to a phobia involving her here in a second <laughs> all along with uh uh o- onophobia e o-e-n-o phobia enophobia which is a fear of wine consuming beer and other alcoholic drink can lead to both short term such as difficulty in thinking rage fainting and loss of balance and long-term effects such as memory loss kidney rupture and heart failure kidney rupture kidney rupture that's a lot that's a lot of beer baby that's a <laughs> oh shit my kidney <laughs> now you're gonna have dialysis and all that stuff yeah not good you would you don't want multiple sclerosis of the kidney no cirrhosis of the blood what's cirrhosis liver Dialysis. What? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what's going on anymore. Me either. Another reason they fear beer is not their effects, but the contents in it. Especially that beers contain fermented yeasts, giving them belief that there could be live yeast in beers, and consuming it would put parasites in the body, leading to unpleasant effects. I mean, I guess... I guess... Guess. I mean, that's fun, right? They've been drinking beer for what thousands of years, right? It's been a while. It's been a while since we've been drinking some sort of alcoholic beverages. I mean, pirates—they literally drank rum because they had nothing else to drink. Oh, is that is that what rum's for? It's just—it's the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> what could they drink? They're on the seas. They weren't drinking water. They had barrels of rum. Yeah. Which actually, the history of rum, fascinating, dude. Fascinating. Actually, IPA was born from that sort of thing. Was it? Mm-hmm. They put extra hops in beer to make it last longer from the the trip from India or whatever to whatever. That's how you get India Pale Ale. You get IPA, extra hoppy beer. I like it. Yeah. That's fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Pirate History Podcast. Highly recommend that. If you haven't listened to it, start from the beginning. It's great. It's so good. I have not listened to it. I, I gotta try it. There's like 120 episodes. Oh, Lord. Yeah, but it's awesome. There, he even did one special episode on uh, Talk Like a Pirate Day. September 17th or 18th? I think it's my anniversary, September 18th. I think. Talk Like a Pirate Day. Somewhere around there. You don't know if that's Talk Like a Pirate Day, or you don't know if it's your anniversary. Both? (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. I'll cut that out. Don't worry. (laughs) She doesn't listen. It's fine. (laughs) But he did a special one where, you know, the pirates in Disney movies and stuff like that, and, and the movies that we see, and all the portrayal of pirates today, that's not really the way they talked. It was like a, it was like a broken sort of, English, like European English, UK kind of English, sort of busted up, but it's like mid-Atlantic. 
it's really like somewhere between uh, UK and Australia, like a hodgepodge of that, but a little bit more broken is what pirates probably sounded like. It's fascinating. Then Pirates of the Caribbean probably did a pretty good job, right? They sounded kind of like that, right? No. They didn't? No, it was awful. Compared to this, what this guy sounded like, it that one is very, like, the Pirates of the Caribbean is, like, very theatrical. The closest one in that whole movie series that could have sounded like what Pirates probably sounded like was uh, Captain Barbarissa. I don't know what the actor's name is. Jeffrey Rush? I think it's the that's the actor's name. He was probably the closest to what a, a real pirate probably sounded like. Hmm. A little off topic here. Yeah. <laughs> well, you could end up with optophobia, which is the fear of opening one's eyes. That seems like such... See, that's super weird. I'm scared to open my eyes? It says optophobia is the fear of opening one's eyes. Yes, there are people scared of opening their eyes. Blows my mind. What's up with that? I mean, look, sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night. I don't want to open my eyes. That's in the moment. That's in the moment, though. If you open your eyes, you know you're going to be okay. Probably. Do I? What if I open my eyes and there's a fucking grinning man right there? Is this going to develop into nightmares for us? We're going to wake up tomorrow. I'm, one of us is going to be on super high alert, w- looking at all the corners, <laughs> whatnot. And the other one's going to have the grinning man just sitting in his room, just because. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> I'm off tomorrow, so. So you're more susceptible tomorrow because you don't have to get up and go. You're not focused on work tomorrow. You're focused on fuck uppery. Well, usually on nights where I have to wake up and I go to work, I'll, I usually I'll wake up at like 3 a.m., 2.30, sometime between 2.30 and 3.15. And I'm like, fuck, my alarm's going off at 4. <laughs> yeah. But then I know when I wake up, I never open my eyes right away because I'm like, fuck, I got to work tomorrow. I know roughly what time it is. I don't want to open them. I don't want to open them. It's still dark. You should be sleeping. But then your bowels are like, (laughs) gotta poop. (laughs) Fear of pooping yourself. I don't know if that's a thing. Probably. It has to be. There's so many phobias. Uh, Yeah, we could probably do a few shows on this, on phobias alone. Yeah, honestly, if we covered all the phobias, I mean, we could seriously do many episodes on it yeah like uh here's another one hylophobia the fear of trees Mm. you're scared just scared of trees well just move to new york city yeah because they're just cutting them all down you're just going to be surrounded by 5g which i could see that becoming a fear pretty rapidly the fear of wireless signals is that a Mm, how about that Mm. well let me do the trees before i look that up uh, hylophobia involves an irrational fear of wood, forests, or trees. It is often caused by exposure to films and fairy tales which involve scary woods in childhood. Many sufferers don't grow out of the phobia, and any walk in a scenic setting can trigger anxiety. Hylophobes 
suffer extreme anxiety when they simply think about a wood. <laughs> well, both both of us stopped right there. Because <laughs> we both took it a different direction. Yeah. Don't be thinking about a wood. That's only for 4.30 in the morning when it's dark. And, <laughs> and you, you roll over, give a little back rub. <laughs> She's like, I'm sleeping. Yourself. I'm sleeping. <laughs> Not now. Not now. The dog's looking at us. <laughs> it's dark. I don't care. Let him watch. <laughs> uh, we could go down a path. We're not going to. How about this one? Asympatrophobia. Asympatrophobia. Uh, if you're afraid of mismatched socks or <laughs> asymmetrical objects, you have asympanemp... Whatever. Nymphophobia. Don't no. be afraid of nymphophobia. A sympatrophobia. A sympatrophobia. You're afraid of asymmetry. Okay. It's working out. It's working out. A phobia? Like it just it just messes you all up. If you have OCD and you don't like it, it bugs you. That, that's one thing. But a fear, a pho- not a fear, a phobia of it? That literally like twists your numbing. Yeah. Twist your stomach in knots. Twist your nomic and stots. I figured it out. It's fine. Yeah, definitely snots. But <laughs> I don't like when I put my socks on if they don't match. I'm like, ooh, it feels weird. I don't like this. But I don't have a phobia of it. Uh, we should probably move on. I got a good one right here. Oh, yeah? What do you got now? I got ureuthopobia. Ureuthophobia. There. The fear of urethra Franklin. Nope. It's the fear of red lights. What? Yep. That seems, well, it's right right on board. Fear, weird fear. That is definitely a weird one. Like, what? How is that a, a phobia? Yeah, how is that a phobia? Like, how do you just, I encounter them even in this quarantine life that we're living in. I still got to make the runs. You got the runs? <laughs> All the time. Oh, whoa. <laughs> got to run, run, run. You're the one who bought out all the beans. Now you got the runs. That's why I couldn't buy any damn beans. No beans. No beans for you. You, you plan on making chili? Pendo beans. Hello. With a little ham bone in it. <laughs> Fear of pooping. I do not have that. Crapophobia. It's close. Coprophobia. Coprophobia is the fear of feces. Oh. How you like that? I mean... I have a healthy fear of feces. I don't want to yes. hold it. I don't want to, you know, I don't want it on my face. Definitely not. You know, I want to back away from it if I see it. Right. But I'm not going to cower in a corner. Oh my God. You're not going to poop yourself over poop. Whoa. Would you be afraid of your own butthole? As a slightly larger person, it's extremely difficult for me to even look at it. Well, go near it. Yeah, I can't <laughs> look at mine either. I'm not a gymnast, but you know it's there. Yeah, you know it's there. How are you going to be afraid of it? Like, you, you go to the bathroom pretty much daily, and you got to wipe pretty much daily. Yep. How are you going to be afraid of it? No? Well, you shouldn't be. 
Is that a phobia? I thought you said it was. Fear of poop. Feces. Oh. Oh. Not your own honey hole. Oh. Well, how about this one? All right. Selenophobia. Ah, I'm so scared of Celine Dion, too. It's... Oh, my God. She was the queen of the Titanic. Yeah. Her heart will go on, dude. (laughs) But Selenophobia is a term for the fear of the moon. It's all coming back to me now. (laughs) (laughs) The fear of the moon, man. The moon, man. Okay, yeah, you got me there. (laughs) Man is the fear of the moon. Selena Dudaphobia. Fear of the moon, man. I don't know. Why don't they call it, like, lunaphobia? The fear of the moon? Yeah, that would make more sense. Why does Celine Dion have to come into this? Selenophobia. Lunaphobia would make way more sense. Yeah, because everybody knows it as Luna, the lunar cycle. Yeah. Lunacy. Yes. Also, if you're afraid of the moon, stop listening. Because you're fucking weird. (laughs) (laughs) We like weird. We do. We love it. If you're afraid of the moon, keep listening. Also. Yes. Let us know. Yeah. Send us an email. (laughs) Bring on a weird at gmail.com. How about this one? Papaphobia. Nope. It's not the fear of your stepdad. Mamma Mia. (laughs) Oh, it's Mamma Mia for sure. It's the fear of the Pope. (laughs) Oh, shit. I got that. Because that motherfucker is the Antichrist. (laughs) The fear of the Pope or the Papacy. Or Papacy? How do you say that? I have no idea. It's uncommon, but look at that dude. Just look at that guy. His Pope Mobile alone. Uh, It's closely related to hierophobia, the fear of holy individuals or sacred things. It's also related to hagiophobia or hagiophobia, which is an exaggerated or irrational fear or dislike of saints and holy things. This fear is often triggered by a trauma associated with the Pope. Hmm. Hmm. How shall we end this episode? Because I think we're coming to length. Well... I don't know. I mean, what kind of fears do you guys have? What kind of phobias do you have? Yeah, phobias. Like, what just crushes you? There's no... You, you know it's going to happen. Like, uh, I, you totally avoid this situation because you know it's going to crush you and you're going to have to get dragged out of that situation. We told you ours. I'm afraid of forks scraping on plates. It drives me <laughs> insane. Will is afraid of... Those 3D pictures, don't rub your fingernails across them because it drives them crazy. Run out of the room. I'm done. What do you got? Are you, do you have a a very strong phobia against spiders? Are you afraid of watercolors? I don't know. Beards? Do beards bother you? That's pogo no phobia. Bald people. Ooh, bald people. That's the other way. That might be one. Yeah, probably. What if you're afraid of beards and bald people, and then you have a bald bearded guy? I know that guy. He wears glasses. You have a fucking heart attack? You just die right there? Ah. <laughs> I knew I knew he existed. <laughs> oh, boy. Yep. So tell us your phobia. Bring on the weird at gmail.com. You hit us up on Facebook. Slide in our DMs on Twitter. 
If you want to buy a dope-ass shirt, a mug, a blanket, a canvas, leggings, get it on myconspiracytees.com slash bring on the weird. Uh, if you want to give us five stars, not just rate us, but give us five stars. How about this? You give us five stars on whatever platform you like, specifically Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. I suppose that's the thing. But instead of leaving us a review, leave us your crazy phobia there. Five stars, give us a phobia. Ooh. How about that? How about this? If they do it, they get a sticker. What? Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. We'll make that happen. How about that? Five stars on your favorite thing. Leave us a phobia. Sticker for you. Damn right. Yes. Who doesn't want to bring on a weird sticker? I want one. Every morning before I go to work, I put one on my forehead. You get that vibe? Get a bring on the weird vibe? You know, like my third eye, but I bring on the weird. Ooh. Right on my forehead. Right on your third eye. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That third eye isn't seeing shit except conspiracies. <laughs> and they're all weird. Yeah. And I think with that, ladies and gentlemen, stay weird, world. And we'll see you guys next time.